0: In front, oh, and and films.
1: it
2: probably won't survive being jumped on. Do I seem like the kind of person who might jump on a bed?
3: A little. <laughs> Welcome back to Old Fogies and Films. Each episode, the members of this panel take turns assigning a film to watch and discuss. We have Shelly, Eric, Fahad, yeah. Bahia, and me, Ruth. This round, I assigned the fogies to watch Tell It to the Bees. Uh, so in this movie, the main characters would uh, would mainly be um, Lydia weeks and her son charlie weeks uh she's from manchester who moves to a small town in scotland who has gotten married to robert weeks who had gone off to war but she's been um waiting for him to come back and also um a lady um named jean markham who had used to live in the small town of scotland but moves back and becomes a new doctor just to kind of give start on some thoughts, um, I um I really liked it. Um, it's it's a good movie. I feel like it's kind of neat to see especially back in the 1950s in Scotland kind of how things um how things are trying to be adjusted and changed, especially after uh World War II, um, and kind of a different take on on that part of the world, I would say. Um, but kind of yes, yeah, so basically how things have gone, We've definitely come a long way, but there still are definitely things out there which um, we don't uh, completely have acceptance. So I guess to start a little bit from there and to kind of, I guess, start off with um, some opinions. So I guess for first amount of thoughts, I see um, Fahad.
1: Thank you, Ruth. I'd say for the most part, I thought the movie was pretty good. Um, I liked how the first maybe three quarters of it was very grounded in reality. Um, I had a little bit of a tough time with the last quarter where it kind of turned into something fantastical where he was really able to all of a sudden really control the bees. Like in, in the rest of the movie, it's very grounded in reality. And, you know, there's the tale of like, you should talk to the bees and tell them, you know, your stories and stuff, and then they'll listen to you. But it's something you tell children, and it's something fun like to tell about, you know, the owners of the bees, talk to them about your lives and stuff, and they'll never leave, and they'll listen to you. Um, But in the last quarter of the movie, like, literally, he tells the bees what to do, and they all just go and swarm and save the day. Uh, So that took me a bit out of the realism and the seriousness of this movie, uh, because... In real life, there are a lot of consequences that were going to happen with what was happening at the end, where her husband was basically going to rape her and attack her. And it diluted the seriousness of a lot of that by all of a sudden having a swarm of bees being sent in to break into the house to save her. And I was like, that's a very easy way out of the situation. Um so that kind of took me out of the movie as with the rest of it, though, there were so many serious things going on that were very tough to watch. But it's important things to tell, important stories to tell, like the fear of lesbians or gay people and what people are willing to do to not have to deal with them. Like there was that one lady who hers, whose child was sick. And she invited the doctor, um, Jean, to come over and see what's wrong with her child. But when the lady, the mother, realized, oh, it's this person who had an incident years ago with another woman. I don't want to listen to her. I don't want her telling me what to do. Um, so then instead, she sends her away and her daughter becomes sick and ends up dying because she didn't want to listen to Jean. And when it was too late, she realized the error of her ways. So it's like that kind of seriousness. Um then the most serious part to me and the hardest part to watch is what her, her sister-in-law did to the daughter, um, when she found out her daughter was pregnant and had a forced abortion on her. And so these people, just the horrible things that they do because they don't want to be looked at as wild or crazy or having children who don't behave or follow social norms and stuff. It's scary to see what was done in the past and it's scary to think that this stuff probably still happens today. Um, you know, cause they don't want the shame to be shown to everybody else and bring that shame upon the family. Um, so this movie tackled a lot of those serious aspects and it was interesting to see. I just felt that a lot of that interesting aspects of it that had built up throughout the movie for me were lost when the bees kind of became superheroes and just saved the day. Um, so I'm just going to leave it there that it was very grounded in reality, very tough situations that it showed us and took us through uh, realistic situations, but then it just lost me at the end. And that's where I'll stop for now.
3: Okay, well, thank you, Fahad. Um, And then let's see, how about Shelly? Great. So there were lots of things that
2: I enjoyed about the movie and some things I didn't so I'll start with what I enjoyed about it. I loved the time period that it took place in and I love how we went from Pinocchio which was uh, right after World War I and the rise of um, fascism and we moved right into uh, post-World uh, War II. So I, I enjoy um, historical pieces like this and then I also um I thought the acting and it was great I thought there everyone did um a great job in this movie acting and I enjoyed the story like I I like fahad said it's it's interesting to see you know the discrimination that happened in this time and it's interesting to see how far like you said we've come Ruth but I, I know we still have a lot of things to work on in our society but We've certainly come a long way. Um, I was absolutely horrified by the the forced abortion scene. That that really bothered me. And then the sub, um, subsequent um, DNC that they did without, um, because they do still do those procedures today, um, but usually you have anesthesia. Um, and so that poor girl that was horrifying to watch but I guess you're right. If I think about it, it's like something that we need to think about or talk about. Is it still happening today? Um, You know, just the fact that she was pregnant and wasn't married. And I mean, it's just horrifying that you could hire someone to come and do that. That was, that was awful. And then um, not to be cliche. And so say, Hey, I want backstory, but I wanted backstory from, for Robert um, because I wanted to know why did he become such a jerk like she she Lydia married him and they had a child together and then what I find interesting is that like he fought he was a soldier fought in World War II and I'm sure would have seen horrific things that we can't even imagine and then you're just supposed to come back and enter your regular life and and be normal so it would be interesting to cuz cuz it kind of I mean, you kind of feel sympathy for him, or at least I did. in, in I was wondering what happened, like, what happened? Why, why was he behaving this way? Um, I didn't you know. quite
0: um, catch that either. I wonder if anyone here caught why, but they were married, right? But did she is, was the problem that she was technically pregnant or had the kid before they were married? And so when they went back to his town, Uh, nobody would accept that. So he had to leave her. That's what... She's just going to marry this new woman, right? That's what it was. She got pregnant before they were married. So they
2: weren't ever actually married?
0: I think think
1: they they did. I think they got married. It's just they kind of left their town because she was known as the wild girl because of that. But Mm -hmm. that reputation still followed. Is
2: that that why people made fun of her? Because at the beginning... okay. So I totally missed that. Sorry.
0: Okay. Um, It still seems like what a shitty thing. Like Just because other people were... um, thought that she was, I don't know, loose. He like couldn't deal with it. I mean, he's got a kid with her. (laughs) And he wanted to marry her, right? Well, And
2: the child wasn't like an infant. He was older. So you would think they would have gotten past that by then. So anyway, I I would have liked to know more about that. Um, And then the last thing I'll say is this really, really bothered me that she didn't, that Anna Paquin, Dr. I'm sorry, Dr. Jean. Jean. She didn't go with her at the end. And she even told the son, like, hey, I, I'm not going to come. And the son is supposed to keep that as a secret. Yeah. Like, I'd be horrified. Because it's what cruel, is that? That little boy. he's it? like eight or not? Like, it's, it stinks for him to know. Yeah. But if my nine year old or eight year old or whatever kept that secret from like he knew and so he wasn't supposed to tell I, that really bothered me because I thought, well, then what was the whole point? She sends her ships her off you know, um, and the little boy to a completely different country. That's all the way across the ocean because they went to Canada. Right. Yeah. Um, and they'll still and have no money. Right. Yeah. So what is she supposed to do when she gets there and she's okay. going to stay and be the doctor and what makes all the people in town? Well, now it's okay. She saved the girl from the forced abortion. Um, she saved her life. Well, could you anyone even
1: admit to that? like the women probably won't mention stay or stay. talk about it yeah but
2: but they made a deal of the um her mother saying well you'll stay right and i thought well now it's okay like what what's so, but it's not okay for her to have her partner
1: right i just didn't like that it it, it, just- it was a very weird choice to end it like that um from what i understand the book that it's based off of they actually do leave together so this was, I so think, the directors, that? The screenwriters, the directors trying to make that. it. Yeah, I think that they're trying to make it edgy, like, a oh, better love cool
2: story. That they go and they start off fresh together. And
0: there's eaten. a long, there's a long tradition of that that I'm a little surprised w- was still happening in 2016, where um, the two gay characters in a relationship can't end up. It, it can't be happily ever after. Somebody <laughs> has to die or leave. You're like you, they can't just end the movie actually together. That's very upsetting that now that yeah. you told us that it in yeah. the book it was different, but it's very um it's Casablanca too right where it's like oh my god they're in love and why wouldn't they just leave together and and they don't like what the fuck is well, that? Happen? What's
1: funny is Shelley to your point of like you were saying you're trying not to sound cliche you want to see you wanted to know what happened to the husband before this, um on the opposite side of things with this ending and them not leaving together I don't really care what happens after. you know normally we're also like i want to know what happens after it's like well they're not together you know like if they were together i'd be like oh well they face the same hardships that they will have here in canada but they're not together so it's like okay or
2: was canada this amazing like open-minded place that they would could have gone to but
1: to the whole point like yeah you watch this whole movie and all the struggles they go through to be together and at the end it's just all thrown away for no reason
0: Mm -hmm. and i'm pretty sure we don't need a sequel because we know what happens to dr Jean. Um, she dies alone. Uh, that's the life she's decided for herself, right? Yeah. She's gonna live in that house and die in that house alone in that tiny town, and she will never know love again. Is basically what's going to happen.
3: Oh. That's super sad. Yes. Well, it's like she it's cra- her cra- choosing. She craves acceptance there, and then she only gets it after something completely awful that happened. Like she was like telling her, telling Pam how this is illegal and then uh you know what she's doing in that time is probably technically illegal but yeah. you know she's a good person and then you have these people acting horrific towards other people and doing yeah. horrible well, things
0: yeah and it, it bothered that me that at the end is this different um, than a legal that doesn't hurt anybody yeah
2: it bothered me that at the end then you just see the girl and the boyfriend still skipping around and happy together but <laughs> were they not like horrified and they should have gone to canada
1: they should have left yeah exactly I they mean, should have just run away after that
2: yeah
1: um but ruth to your thing about you know she finally got acceptance i don't think she actually got acceptance instead the town is realizing she's the benefit to them for these purposes so they'll just oh, look, okay yes. Look yes. that because mm-hmm. they're benefiting from her medicine uh skill medical skill i
0: I think they actually mentioned in the movie at one point they would never get a a doctor as good as her otherwise yeah
1: so they're like okay we will pretend you're not a lesbian we don't agree with that don't put that in our face but But see,
2: that's why it bothered me that she stayed like what was her purpose for staying like what drew her
0: her idea was um i have and i don't agree with it either i was very pissed but you know maybe it's a noble thing but she, she was thinking to herself i think uh, I should stay because little by little, I will change hearts and minds by just being here and being a good person and doing good work, even if it's difficult for me. Uh, which, you know, sure, maybe that's true. I don't think any of those people in this town were ever going to like really accept her. Um,
2: oh, that's why I was just like, screw those people. Years,
0: generations might, But that would be not because okay. of what she did in the town. <laughs> I don't know. So that was her point was, I? I you know, they're just now getting used to me. So I should stick around and it'll get better over time. What that's, what thought,
4: that's what I thought too that, that that she was gonna just she was gonna be with her years later once everything was more, more acceptable with different types of relationships, you know, different, you know, with homosexuality in general. That's what I thought she was she meant by that. We're still
0: played. we're still sixteen years away from the sexual revolution though. <laughs> yeah, That's but, a, you know <laughs> with years.
4: That was my take on it, maybe she wanted to wait years so she could be completely with her and go wherever they wanted and be accepted. Maybe she knew in her mind, I'm gonna wait and wait till I can be with her for good without, with everyone, without anyone
0: hating on us, so. Yeah. Oh, well, that wouldn't have happened in their lifetimes anyway.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, here's what's interesting, um, Eric, to your point of like, even in 2016, like these stories for gay characters they can't seem to give them these happy endings um there's actually an article or re- or a review of the movie versus the book and the title says exactly what you're saying tell it to the bees is a lesbian story for gay audiences adapted to a heterosexual world oh so basically you know the the story is for gay audiences but the way it was adapted was for a heterosexual world um, and they talk exactly about that, that the ending in the book was very optimistic. They got to live a life together, but in the movie, it was changed into this pessimistic view that they can't be together. Apparently in the ending, not only do they leave together, but um, the boy grows up and comes back home to visit his father. The father doesn't even ask about his mom because like in his eyes, she's dead to him. But well, Charlie takes it on himself to basically say they still sleep in the same bed. Like, they've overcome all the odds they're still together they're happy um and I'm like you know that kind of a message would have been very powerful in this movie
0: I kind of expected that to happen because we had an adult narrator and I thought oh this yeah. movie's gonna end with a bookmark 20 years later or something <laughs> where he comes back to town or something to visit Dr. Jean. yeah it feels like uh, all and they'll the- talk yeah. to her about like oh this is what my mother's been up to Um, she still thinks about you every day or something yeah
1: Yeah. it's a missed opportunity i think like you know like to your point eric not only do they have an older person being the voice of older charlie it's the actor billy boyd who's like from lord of the rings and like so he's (laughs) a known actor so why didn't they continue like follow that like i feel like they really missed a good opportunity with how the story really ended and not adapting that properly yeah to be edgy
4: yeah you were saying about the, almost, I guess, movies about homosexual relationships that, that don't end happily. There was a recent one called Spoiler Alert. I don't think that ends happily either. I didn't see it, but I, I didn't get that impression. that.
0: Yeah, you- at least um, that one, they call it Spoiler Alert because they tell you in the beginning, like, he's not going to yeah. live. Yeah. So even before they have the romance, which I guess it makes it okay because it's like, you know what you're getting into. And you're just there to see how this very short romance makes them both better people. Well, I maybe- mean, who cares if he becomes a better person? He's dead. But <laughs> I think mean, we care. About it, but uh, I don't. I don't want to watch that movie for that reason because I'm like, oh my god, I don't. <laughs> it bothers me sometimes when movies are clearly written to um, make you cry. I'm like, mm-hmm. no, 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 not any. Books been
4: any me before happy... you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Were <there> any happy <laughs> like homosexual movies that have been any happy ones i mean i don't know if you guys actually end happy
0: yeah there are um especially in the in recent years there have been a lot more rom-coms finally but i like Mm -hmm. i just i just watched Burroughs, the the billy eichner um scott Farland movie it ends well it's a comedy so yeah (laughs) <laughs> we didn't used to get rom coms, <laughs> and even like uh, 1996, one of my favorite movies ever. It's called Beautiful Thing about two teenage boys who fall in love, and then the end of that movie they end up together. I mean, it, they're probably not going to be together forever because the movie ends sort of mid dance, and you know that's first love. So I'm sure if you co- yes. oh it, might if you get to see more of their lives, it's like well you don't ever usually stay with your first boyfriend unless you're Shelley. <laughs> funny, look at fruit,
1: look at Fruit Machine right. They ended up just I mean they weren't together, but they still killed one of them at the end. Like and
0: it didn't even need to die. No. No. It was pointless.
1: Yeah. Well, Shelly, back to you. I think we we went into an interesting discussion during your portion yeah. of the review.
2: That that's all that I had to say. <laughs> um right now. I'll let
3: someone else give their thought. Um, how about takia Okay.
4: Um yes, I very much enjoyed the. Um, I like I like I like looking at things from different from long ago how things were at different time at a different time period. So as you can see, obviously traditional values were the thing from the fifties. You know, right in the fifties, forties, fifties until we got hit the sixties with the sexual revolution and everything. And um, yeah, it's always interesting seeing because I even mean, like. I was thinking about what was going on in America and then they were, and they were like, you know, the husband wife up in twin um, separate beds and they didn't show, you couldn't sh- show a toilet. And this was in the fifties in America. So like imagine Scotland where, yeah, obviously homosexuality is, a, a, you know, that's kind of like, um, yeah, well, actually that was a good quote. Um, I wanted to mention, um, somebody was describing Jean as, you know, she's not made up right you know, describe her, you know, that she's gay. And I thought that was an interesting way to, because they, they don't have the modern words
0: of of, of a lesbian back then, so. Um, well, I think they had the word, but they wouldn't want to use it. So they have to have a euphemism for it, right? Not made mean, up I, right, or. I
4: don't think they had queer back then, and stuff like that. I mean, I, I'm thinking like. Yeah, like, you know, I, don't, like,
0: I don't know if those people would know some words, but they would know some of them.
4: Yeah, wait, wait, like she, her i felt i felt innocent the way she was saying it she's just not made up right like 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 she's deformed is a birth defect her being gay yeah,
0: that, that was her point too like uh from birth like she's corrupted or something it's
4: yeah
0: an upsetting I, way to say it you know
4: yeah yeah so that that was interesting to me because like that back you know it, it was yeah traditional values were upheld like I said, I, and i was like I said, as i mentioned i was peering like that to was one america same thing everything was yeah so yeah,
1: t- um takia t- sorry just to yeah. answer your Question or to build on it. The word lesbian became an adjective in the year 1890, when describing somebody as a lesbian, but then being used as a noun was 1925.
0: So, but polite society yeah. would not use it. I'm yeah, sure. <laughs> exactly. So the word lesbian
1: existed, but to Eric's point, they would never say, oh, she's a lesbian to each other. They'd be like, oh, like, she, you know, was. Not okay. Not
4: like gay meant happy was lesbian meant to be like two women back in the 1800s <laughs> like, yes. or, but, oh interesting that was okay. the first
1: modern use of the word lesbian
0: interesting okay anyway yeah um doesn't it come from a, an urban myth about the isle of lesbos i um, think so yeah etymology of the word
1: it comes from the greek Lesbios, which is from Lesbos, home of Sappho, who expressed affection uh, for women uh, in her poetry. Why
0: my fake name on here is Doctor Sapphi for Sappho? Uh. Uh. <laughs> That's why. <laughs> anyway, yeah,
4: I sorry, no, um, I, I, I guess approaching the movie, uh, I think every, I think I think everything played out as you know, this relationship, this relationship that was you know forbidden, and they are, you know, so, well. I'm, what I'm trying to say is like, I, I like how everything happened. Like every, it, it, even the things were are going on in there, you had a lesbian relationship and you also had an inter- interracial relationship. Obviously that was explored as much. No one seemed to hate on that.
0: And I was, well, I, got, like, like, like they forced the abortion oh, then, only because it was pre form marriage or maybe mainly because it was with that guy.
4: Oh, Eric, I think like, I thought it was just because of, um, uh, unplanned, the, no,
1: yeah that, i assume or, that too but i thought it was Harris, God, yeah. i thought it had God. to do it i thought it had to do with both I I thought thought it is the guy who she was with yeah
4: because i mean wasn't there civil right stuff going on like jim crow stuff going on in the 50s in, in america at that time oh, uh, yeah. Or, oh yeah Yes, about 50s right yeah yeah so i was yeah. so I, and I, and I, th-
0: th- I think uh, miscegenation laws were still on the books definitely
4: yeah but yeah well, no that didn't surprise me with the fourth ab- forced, forced abortion. No, it was awful, but that didn't surprise me that they were doing that Again, said traditional values. It, it's, yeah, it, even, because then I have to go back to America, but back, there was a time you, you got sent to a, a convent or, or a, nunner, a nunnery or someone, you just it away. Yeah, yeah, and there's some other things I like about the movie too, like the fact that the board, they weren't aware, they, they think the kids didn't know anything back then, so um, um, they all assumed that he didn't know anything about the relationship and he knew all about that. He didn't have an idea or... He didn't know the word lesbian, and I, I don't think he knew the idea of that women, two women, could fall in love and kiss. But he, but he was in his childlike mind, he still see things. Even he asked his friend, "Do women kiss? What? What's this going on?" So that was kind of interesting seeing how everyone thought that you know that his mom and Jean thought that he didn't know anything, and he was he knew things all along, but in a a kid like sense. So that was interesting to me too. Yeah, and like what father was saying. To me, it makes sense that the, uh, the, the husband was about to rape her. He was angry, but not, you know, then the bees came. I didn't think about what you were saying about how, how they actually came in. It was, it was weird to me that, why well, how did the on earth the bees stop his stop his rage from going? If he wanted to keep on going and really rape her, he could have. I, I, don't, I don't get how he they
1: walked They stung out- him. They were stinging they, him. They
0: were attacking
4: why, him. he walked out at the end and he was like, you know, went, went ahead and left him alone.
0: I think because the boy was with her, maybe. Okay, but we see. But how she I, did, she did get a bl- she did get a blow into his she head. She did bludgeon like,
1: him with this. He was here.
0: briefly unconscious, like for for ten but minutes. But that would make him angrier. He only woke up, but that would make him angrier.
4: How how did some bees flying around stop his anger? And I'm gonna leave her alone because he was angry. Like like this is you know his his wife is doing these. His, I would his, be I
1: things. would be freaked out if I saw a horde of bees burst into the house and only swarm mm-hmm. and start attacking me. Yeah. protecting this woman so, i'd be like what the heck is going on
4: he there's some the serious
1: witchcraft here are lesbians witches like i'd be freaked <laughs> out and i'd be like i'm staying away from this woman for the rest of my life
4: but he came out and he wasn't stung so he could have
1: gone back to and, and, and gone and be uh, but again a, whor- a, a swarm of bees all coming after you you wouldn't be scared even if they didn't sting you no no You'd be but, like freaked out like what the heck is going oh, on just-
4: done okay I'm not gonna bother her now the bees came after me so I'm done now I'm not gonna bother her I'm gonna let her be her do her thing <laughs> let
1: her be her let her be
4: no like, like let her let her stay, keep the truck no I, the
1: I'm just wordplay
4: yeah yeah and then another thing it was interesting how the dad took the son I feel only despite her because if you saw in the other parts of the, the movie later on his son was trying to with him a little bit like he asked him a question and he kind of brushed him off as something stupid he said like something about wood and he was like well oh, shoot well, don't they, have feel, don't, don't they feel it if they're alive? I'm sorry. Oh, yeah. And then the dad kind of scoffed at him, like, why are you asking me this stupid question? And, you know, he's a kid. You know, to him, that's not stupid. And the parents, you know, you typically would not act that way back to your son. The, son. the son is learning, trying to learn things in his world, you know, whereas his mom wouldn't have done that. She would have been happy to, you know, engage him with every questions he had about things, you know, so you can tell that to me, he did too because he hated um him and her and mom being you know being in the gay relationship and one despite her but otherwise he she said why you you don't want our son or something he said why are you taking him so i don't know what you guys thought about that but um like, do you think he told him to despite her but or you know yeah so um, yeah i think loving nurturing coming from him when he had the brief time he had him you know and the son, it was interesting how the son ran to him. And initially, thinking, okay, you know, I he got freaked out over catching catching them in love, you know, making, you know, having sex. And then he realized, well, I don't want to stay with my dad. He's he's not a nice person. And he said something alluding to that. So that was interesting too. I forgot what he said. It was very powerful. I wish I'd written that
0: down. Um, like he said. To he said to the the father said to the son, <clears throat> um, "You have to you have to learn to be a man or something." And the yeah. son said, "What if I can't?" we can't all be a man like you. Yes. Uh, that was not the exact words, but basically the son yes. essentially said to him, who would yes. want to be the kind of man yes. you are? We can't right. all make ourselves that kind of horrible person. And then this father was like taken aback, you
4: know? Yeah. That was a good move my point is he didn't feel that way initially he, he ran away from, from from his mom and and, and gene who's scared thought his dad would be more of a, n- a nurturing person getting away yeah then he, after he said that he said eric that quote i think he realized his dad's a beast evil person and he went back to his mom he didn't realize he doesn't you know he's gonna look past all that you know the, 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 what's the, what's the boy's name that's his name
0: Parley. um Charlie. yeah so there's- Well, I don't think Charlie ran away because of the relationship. Um, Charlie ran away because he was angry with his mom for- oh, lying
4: to him. him. I'm sorry. For not,
0: for not um, just being honest about what was happening. Yeah. He yeah. was very upset with her about that. doesn't
4: yeah. uh, happen when we think time passes up two weeks. So like, I think I, yeah, I forgot that part. Thank you. Yeah, he was um, upset with her lying to him because he thought, you know, you're always supposed to tell me the truth. You know, you don't, you know, a parent's not supposed to lie to a lie. And um, yeah, so- there are a lot of things happening in this movie that made the movie very interesting. Hope oh, I didn't go off too much of a tangent there, but, but that's what that's the, my point I was trying to make. i liked like things moved in the, in the movie. <laughs> so, um, yeah, that was weird. The end they, that they, like Shelly mentioned, how they the interracial couple, you know, her sister in law, and her boyfriend, they were flat, were skipping happily away. What happened in the middle? Were there any, was there any trauma there after the the forced the forced, um, abortions? Yeah, that was. That's the one backstory I wanted to see, a brief backstory there.
0: I like like that she didn't let it um, stop her or or change her, Um, which uh, is true to her character through the whole movie. She was the one who was kind of like, you know, everything's going to be fine. You just have to be yourself and, you know, live the life you want to live. And you would think that that horrible experience would have turned her off to that. But um, it didn't. She's like, you know, very shortly after still going to see the same guy because she's in love with him and she's not going to let it make her a sour person, you know?
4: Yeah. One more yeah. scene, All right, one more scene scene. The, oh, I want to ask, Um, who was the guy that was, apparently was in love with Jean? Cause he said something where, I wish you looked at me like you look at her. What was, What was? how are they intertwined there? I couldn't it's not, just, I didn't figure out what, old boyfriend or what was that about?
0: They were long time friends. They grew yeah. up together. And, okay. uh, and I think he was married and his wife died or something. Uh, died. And okay. so he still has, he still has a daughter. And um, it it was a very sad situation because it seemed like he was holding out hope that you know they could just sort of have an agreement together so they didn't have to be alone. And and it's like, oh, uh, okay. I
4: was like, with her one point or something. Yeah, okay. I like this scene. It was interesting because he he had he was trying to dance. You're trying to dance together. She wasn't interested, and she started dancing with her with Lydia. Wait a minute, yeah, Lydia. And he stopped the music. Like, whoa, what what are you guys doing? So that was there too. I think he
3: knew that she liked women and I think he did have feelings for her, but then I guess it just kind of became the realization, like you said, like, you know, you would never look at me like that kind of thing that she, that he realized that she really was in love with her and like,
0: well, he also stopped the record because that was the first moment where he realized that they weren't just hanging out, that the two of them were, were interested in each other. And I guess this has happened before and he, he, he's, he's known about it. And they made an agreement that she would be more careful and she wouldn't. um, And and so seeing her be so like open, even with just him in the room, he was like, wait a minute, Mm. you're going to get yourself driven out of town again.
4: (laughs) But she doesn't,
0: you know, but I have to be myself. Don't worry about it. And he's obviously not happy about that. But at least he didn't turn into, I've seen his kind of character in other movies in this, with this kind of storyline and they turn into much bigger dicks about it. So I'm glad he didn't do that, but.
4: Now, I was thinking about what back in the 50s, how like those men getting up on Jean and her girlfriend, they're showing the past and they like, raped the girlfriend. You know, um, I think Jean was interesting. Jean was warning Lydia about if they get in this relationship, you know, someone could come and attack them or harm them. So, same thing going on in America with, you know, if you're, you know, African American and you, yeah, you had, you know, police coming at you with dogs and things like that. And, you know, you couldn't, you know, yeah. You know, yeah, so oh, it was for you. Preparing those two, those two, the, both things going on with, with two different instances, you know, segregation and then, yeah, if you caught in a homosexual relationship in the 50s. So that was my point.
0: So, question yeah. for you How much do you want to bet that the husband was also the boy who raped her friend when they were young? Oh, it's his hometown. Oh, oh
4: that's. That oh. is-
0: it sort of proves that that's apparently his opinion of how you uh, make a woman right.
4: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. just yeah.
0: needs to have a man. Have the right man.
4: Well, like you said, you know, if you're gay back then, you're living in fear, and that's another point. Yeah, that under what, what Troy was kind of saying, yeah, this, the whole idea of living in fear, even Jean, that's why, in the end, that's why I like I was like, you know, maybe Jean doesn't want to go with her because she wants to wait till years down the line when you don't have to worry about living in fear for the person you love, to, to be with the person you love and whatnot, so, yeah. So all okay. kinds of things on this movie that I really enjoyed. It was, it was interesting. Like I said, going to a different time period and seeing how things were and comparing them to this one on in America and then versus now. And yeah, that's what I had to say.
3: <laughs> all right. Well, Eric.
0: Oh, me. Lesbos. <laughs> Dr. Sappy Lesbos. Okay, oh, so, so first of all, first of all, this happened in 1952, right? So I was just curious, if she needed a housekeeper, Dr. Jean, couldn't she have asked Mrs. Harris? <laughs> just have her train in. <laughs> I was say, it seems like a, quite a distance for her
1: to come, but.
4: It's just going.
1: Um <laughs> They would have been great friends. They I would guess. have had a really nice relationship, not that
0: kind of relationship, but a nice fr- friend relationship. Mrs. Harris would have been the mother she always should have had, an accepting mother. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I like the movie it, These are getting harder for me to watch Though it, it's difficult to sit through a movie Where everyone is such a vicious Asshole <sighs> To everyone who's even a little bit different And um, they're just like It's just full of awful people And, uh, and uh, We seem to love to tell these stories By setting them back in time when things were even worse <laughs> um, And just really torture the, the Characters, the main characters so that can be a little hard. You find yourself screaming at the screen a lot, right?
4: Oh,
0: yeah. I, uh, I liked the two leads actually. I wasn't sure if I would. I remember thinking it's so weird to hear Anna Paquin do this accent, and I and I, yeah. I was thinking, like, is she even? Can she even do an accent? Is she that kind of actress? And then I totally didn't know this. I think until this movie. But Anna Paquin is is from New Zealand, yeah. so <laughs> even even every movie I've ever seen her in, she's doing an accent. So. Um, <laughs> Or in every television show like True Blood so I was like okay Eric that's dumb uh but I still haven't seen her be a British person so that was a bit or actually she's more Scottish right so she had a, a different lilt in there that I do think kind of it seemed heavier in the beginning of the movie and then it seems like she dropped it a little bit back towards the, the end of yeah <laughs> it wasn't so strong towards the end so, uh, but you know, I said this before, so I'll just say it again to be on the record. I have a problem with, um, with them always casting straight people to play gay parts, and they did it again here. Both of these women are straight. Yeah,
4: um,
3: that one was bisexual.
0: I, she's married to Stephen Moyer and has been for what, 20 years now or something. Um, so, so again, yeah, I'm sure they could have cast some other people uh, that would have had some actual life experience to bring to the part.
1: Um they well, I know say- people. Sorry, just on that, I know people are really honing in on a, on that a lot now, right? Like with casting yeah. gay people in gay roles. This was this movie in twenty sixteen. Um, I think
3: it was two thousand eighteen. Two thousand
1: eighteen. So okay. I know, I think that was like the start of when people were really starting to point that out. Um,
0: still a little late in the game. Really. Yeah. <laughs> um. So I I made a note here that they the they seemed pretty poor, Lydia and Charlie, I guess. I mean, they say that they're very poor, but so poor that I'm pretty sure Charlie wears the same outfit the entire movie. And I <laughs> remember thinking that yeah. he reminded me of Doug because of the sweater, over his <laughs> <laughs> the fact that he was wearing it every day. <laughs>
2: was it his school uniform?
0: Oh, I don't think
2: a school uniform. It, so they were the same thing every day.
1: <laughs> yeah, that makes sense actually.
2: But I don't
0: think the other kids were wearing what he was wearing. teasing, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, and then, so to touch on something that you guys had talked about, this movie, this movie uses a, what do you want to call it? A feature that um, many other movies and, and, and a lot of literature does, which is called magical realism, which is a form of very, very low fantasy where some very, you know, weird things will happen. Magical things will happen in the storyline. But what distinguishes them from actual fantasy, uh, like Harry Potter or something, is that the, the magic will never be explained and often will not even be discussed by the characters. It just happens to be a part of the fabric of the universe. And it's usually very, very minor. So the whole thing with the bees is meant to be that. Uh, what, the one thing that threw me though, is that they don't really use the bees that way throughout the whole movie mm-hmm. and if they had it might have made sense because it would have been a through line like you would have really felt it through the whole thing instead it's kind of comes out of their power to do this <laughs> and to protect yeah. the family comes a little bit out of nowhere right at that one moment it's were like was... two different
1: movies that kind of came together at the end like this stuff yeah. about the bees and then this other wow. stuff going on and
0: then it because yeah. mostly the bees had been metaphor for throughout the movie. Yeah. And there I kept one.
2: worrying that there was going to be a my girl situation and that that child oh, wow. was going to die. But wow. uh, every time he went out by those bees, I was afraid that they were gonna
0: attack him. I'm surprised they didn't just yeah, have yeah. that sad child death to to really make the women split up or something. Yeah. Tragedy. <laughs> yeah. Um there was one other mo- moment in the movie where I think the bees behave in a, in in that way, but it's so subtle that you could just sort of explain it away. And that's when he, it's when he gets upset with his mother for lying to him, and the bees start leaving the hive and they start going down the road ostensibly toward the village to where his father is. And the boy Charlie runs after them like on the same path. It's sort of like they're leading him there, but you could also interpret that as. It's just how Charlie is imagining that it's happening. Um, And even with the way the bees go in there and attack uh, the father during the rape scene, you could say that because we're all, we're hearing this entire story from Charlie's point of view. Right. And he could be that he actually says in the beginning, he admits to being an unreliable narrator, which we've talked about before for uh, what was the other movie where we talked about how the person's probably an unreliable narrator. I uh, know we've
1: talked about it for Thor Love and Thunder, but I don't remember where else.
0: It was recent. I can't remember which one, but uh, so he, he he admits that to to us, that he doesn't quite know <laughs> what he saw and what he remembers, but this is the story as he as he remembers it. And so he's remembering the bees behaving. Oh. He was obviously, the, as a little boy, very in, in, enamored with these bees, right? He was. He believed that they could dance and speak to him, that they would keep his secrets, that they... That they understood him and would even recognize him when he came, you know, to visit visit them. So, who knows if that scene even happens? What he knows is that because it, the scene could have happened just the same without the Beast, because she does hit him over the head, uh, and then she runs outside and he leaves. So theoretically, that might have happened exactly like that, but without a giant swarm of bees going into the window. And maybe it's just what the boy wanted at the time because he knew something terrible was happening and he wanted the bees to help him.
1: I like that theory, Eric, except they would need to commit to that. And I think the forced abortion scene is where that doesn't really play in that he's the narrator who is telling us this is what happened. Because, I you know, how, how would he know any of that and what was happening? Because he wasn't in the room and then he was at the house when well, the went
0: say. he is a storyteller the whole movie. So I guess he's, maybe he's telling uh, the, the, he's relaying that part of the story, for instance, where he wasn't in the room with what he found out later and what he knows is true uh, assumptions he's made. Maybe he did talk to Dr. Jean later in life and she told him exactly what happened there. I, I don't know. Uh, but that's a good point is that um, if he's the one telling us this entire story, how is he telling us the scene where he was not allowed to be in that room?
1: Or the scene of like the Dr. Jean visiting the woman with the children and the-
0: Or for that matter, the sex scene between her and
1: the Yeah. Mother. So that's why I was like, you know, if that's where they're going and I like that concept, they would need to commit yeah.
0: across the story. Yeah. Um, So I guess uh, to wrap up, I, I've already mentioned it, but I also was very annoyed that she decided to stay in the town. And then she didn't. I mean, honestly, have the decency to tell the woman, like, I'm not. I'm actually not coming with you. Uh, I won't. I won't be meeting you later. I don't get that. Um, and to not try, you know, even after a couple of years, to to stay to stay in touch or to go to go see them, I, I don't understand it. I, I made my own excuse for her, which is that she wanted to stay in that town and try to make things better and make a a better connection with the community than she had growing up. Uh, hoping that things will be better. But, you know, as we pointed out, like, they're not as, they don't want her to stay because they like her or want to accept her or they're coming around to her. They just need a good doctor and they're terrified because of things like that illness the child had and they don't want that to happen again. So they're just using her and and she's playing into it. And I guess she, part of her personality is that she has always desperately needed the approval of these people they're not going to
2: approve of her, which it just kills me.
0: Like why stay and help them? They don't approve of you. Get out. You know, they don't deserve you. And I guess that's the difference between her and Lydia is uh, Lydia strikes me as a kind of person who has never needed anyone's approval. She's lived out loud most of her life and she's gotten into trouble for it. Sure. And certainly she's in a bad situation now because of maybe some of those choices, but, but she's also, she's not afraid to just be herself. herself and say things to people. And um, but Dr. Jean, ironically, being the person who seemed like the strong one, uh, is not, she, she, no, she, she desperately
2: wanted approval.
0: Yeah. And, and, I don't like that at all. So I, you know, the book sending sounds much better. Um, and my last notice here is just, a, I I guess a note to everybody, just remember the bees know <laughs> everything <laughs> and also that it's none of your beeswax. And I wonder if that's where that phrase comes from. <laughs> <laughs> like that because the beeswax is keeping the secrets and it's not yours
1: (laughs) and i mean also it is teaching us something about bees right like without the bees like our whole like agriculture just is destroyed i looked
0: that up because i was like is that true
1: i feel like because of the pollination and the fact that they haven't you all ever seen the bee movie no no
2: I've seen that movie like 500 times. And yes, you learned that, that too. <laughs> Without the bees, you would be we would all be screwed.
1: Yeah. yeah no, that's
2: why you're not supposed to
1: kill bumblebees. Like, exactly. And I was bumblebee. gonna say, look, don't kill the bees when you see them.
0: According to my research, apparently they are at least partly responsible for 70% of world agricultural pollination. So if we did lose them all, um, yeah, there would be a, a lot of trouble. Uh, I don't think it would, it wouldn't mean, well, the way they say it in the movie is the world would end. And I was like, yeah. so I don't think the world would end. We'd have to really like scramble to think of some other solutions. But there are other insects that pollinate, for instance. Um, but yeah, it would be a a big problem if it all happened at the same time.
1: Yeah. So, but the moral of the story really is don't kill bees, but talk to them because one day they might listen to Help you and you. Save your life.
3: <laughs> they remember you. Super bee. Cool. Well, thank you, Eric. You're um I, I um well, as I were just thinking of thoughts too, as everyone was talking, um, and they were saying about like you know more straight char- characters playing gay characters, but my other thought too, as far as with isn't exactly in that particular case, but um, but at least kind of summing up with well the woman falls in love with another woman because her husband is a jerk to her or you know treats her terrible and i feel like that's one thing that i didn't like definitely didn't like about that um to kind of like i know he changed and everything like that i just don't want it to seem like oh well she's going to a woman because her you know her husband is awful to her
0: yeah Yeah. um I was worried she was going to be that kind of character, so I was happy when those parts of the story where she, like, when she leans, she leans in and holds her hand and says, "I want this," like yeah. she's had enough time to think about it. She's not just doing this because she needs somebody in her life or because she wants Doctor Jean to take care of her. Um, she actually does actually care.
3: Yeah, I like the fact that it did come natural, like that they did fall in love with each other and that she fell in love. You know.
0: It seemed to me, though, I to know about this, too, I forgot to say it, but did it seem like they jumped into it really quickly, though, especially yes. for the time period? I
1: it it happened fast.
0: It just happened like and I'm like, oh, my gosh, I, I feel like when you spend like an entire year tiptoeing around and maybe getting a little a little. I'm, I, I'm a very shy person, though. So every, every relationship I've ever been in, it's taken me a long time to make a move. So well, I was just a little shocked.
1: They went so fast that they moved in together before even starting the relationship.
0: Well, that's the lesbian <laughs> way, Fahad.
3: Well, it's you, like you a U-Haul lesbian.
0: Yeah, but if like- you haul it existed back then, that's. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, but I was wondering about that if, when Jean offered for them to move in. Was Jean already interested in her? Did she get a feeling from her that there could be I something?
3: Thought, I thought, I kind of you know, got that, that yeah, she I was, was interested before. I kind of was thinking, wondering
1: what y'all thought about that too. Because um, that's kind of a, it's yeah. kind of weird then, like, oh, I'm interested <laughs> in her. I kind of want to see if this could be something. I'm going to just invite <laughs> her then <to move> in, <laughs> in the guise her. of I'm helping you. But really, I'm going to try making a few moves. And, but
2: what <laughs> other choice did Lydia have? She was yeah. evicted, didn't have a job.
1: yeah. And, and at that was, point, you're kind of like her savior. And is she interested in you now? Because she's interested in you, or because you just basically saved her and her son?
0: Yeah, yeah. But was any woman back then interested in the husband she ended up marrying, or was it just because she needed to be married and get a roof over her head? <laughs> Women didn't have a lot of options, we, you know. We did see.
4: Um, I think it's like half half. I mean, you probably half that were actually love, want to be married. Others, like you said, are, maybe just or in it Yeah.
0: Well, I think a lot parents? of them had to sort of go with who, who the first guy who was you know a valid choice because y- you you see a lot of stories too about women at that time you know if they ended up being 30 years old and they weren't married yet like that's a bad situation to be in old like, maid yeah no one's gonna have them they can't take care of themselves they have maybe they probably still have to live with their their own their parents <laughs> you know um so it's like get married when by the time you're 20 or you know you're on a ticking clock <laughs> yeah ever meet pam's husband
3: no i don't think so what
1: happened to him yeah i'm curious what that situation was like
2: at first like pam is his sister right yeah i thought it was his mother for the longest time (laughs) well i was like what i thought but she said that she's the kid's cousin her daughter and i'm like well how did that
1: work i thought they were all i don't know
3: she was Was her daughter then or her sister
0: Annie was Pam's daughter. Yeah. It's her cousin. Or no, it's her cousin-in-law, right? <laughs> no. It, so Annie is Pam's know. daughter making Annie. Charlie's Charlie,
1: cousin. Charlie's cousin and Lydia's okay. niece. Or not Lydia. What's the name of the main character?
2: Yeah, Lydia. Yeah, or Lydia's
1: niece. Annie is Lydia's niece. Okay. <laughs> Being married to Robert. But what would the word be in Urdu for her? <laughs> Whatever the word for niece is, I don't, I, I don't know. There's not like a specific word for that exact relationship. <laughs> we don't, we don't care about those younger than us. <laughs> uh, well, it, it's, it, I mean, and partly, I mean, like, there's I mean, no, I don't, I don't think there's that words for the like separation for the younger's because it's all about the respect for showing uh, respect for elder. True, right? Then, so, so. Got it. <laughs>
3: um, I would say as far as that part, like uh, between. Lydia and Annie are really the only ones that ha- had each other's back um and, you know Lydia was accepting of of Annie being um in, in a ra- in a racial relationship and she had kind of the same concerns in the sense like you know how are you
0: going to be or like you know will you be okay I like that she dropped it as soon as Annie said um, that they were like, I think she said something like they were in love or something like that. Mm -hmm. As soon as she said that, she's all the like worry went over her face. She's like, then it doesn't matter. If it'll be hard, it'll be hard, but you have to do what you. Yeah. I appreciate that because I was worried she was going to be like, try to talk her out about like, oh, you you can't do that. Like, your your life's going to be a nightmare.
3: Yeah. And I liked how Annie um, was asking her how she was. If she was happy and she said and Lydia said yes and I just like her being happy for her and didn't seem like judgmental either so I just you know like as long as you're happy that's what matters you know yeah um oh I forgot to add I know we kind of already touched about the good actors in it that are well known of course Anna Paquin um the other man is um Amun Amun Elliott who plays Robert Weeks was in a show that I really like um uh, called Lip Service which is kind of like a Scottish version of Word. Um, And he's been in some other things as well. Um, the girl who plays Annie um, is, her name is Lauren Lyle. She's actually on, this, um, on the show Outlander, which is a popular Scottish show, which I really like. Um, but you have a lot of
0: connections to this movie.
3: <laughs> yeah. And then I didn't know this, but the lady who plays Pam, um, her name is Katie Dickey. And I saw that she's been in Game of Thrones um, I have not really watched that show that much. Of course, all I know, like, who Amelia Clark is, really, but...
0: Well, if you did watch that show, you still probably wouldn't be able to pick out anyone who was in it, because they tended to cast a lot of people who looked very much alike, and then there are are so many characters, you can't keep track of any of their names, so (laughs) there there are, like, hundreds of people in that show, and I probably wouldn't be able to pick out one of them if I saw them again.
1: Apparently, she was in the first four episodes of Loki.
3: (laughs) Really? Okay. Okay. <laughs> well, I just love how strong the cast is. It's
4: really. Um, I, thought, I thought the husband looked like um, Sasha
0: Baron Cohen a little bit. <laughs> how do you look like Colin Farrell?
1: Let's not talk about oh. who people look like in case we get to the recast. Okay. okay. Oh. Good point.
0: Good point. Yeah.
3: Eric.
4: <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> All right. Well, y'all have any more? Uh, any more thoughts before we head on to the next part? No, ma'am. Okay, I don't think so. Good. Okay, per. All right, perfect. Okay, that Tommy game for ba,
4: ba, ba, ba! Recast.
3: We close each episode with the recast game where we each play a casting director and choose a different actor from any era, living or dead, to portray a character in the film instead.
0: First up is Eric. Okay, so I want to go back to Dr. Jean's platonic male friend, Jim. Uh, I liked him, and he looked familiar. I'm pretty sure I've seen him in something. But but I decided to recast him because he just sort of lays there and wasn't that interesting to me. Uh, And I wanted to uh, recast him, actually, with the actor that the other lead, Holiday Granger, is actually – well, I don't know if she's married to him, but he's her partner, and they have twins together. And he's also an actor, and his name is Harry Treadway. Uh, I don't know if any of you would know him, but he was Dr. Frankenstein on Penny Dreadful. And uh, he was very, very good in it. And, uh, and I have a little crush on him, because he has that, he looks like a, a little boy and a rabbit had a baby. Anyway, it's adorable. <laughs> good description. <laughs> yeah, if you I see like that, that, you'll be like, oh my God, he does. Uh-huh. Uh, uh, so I thought that that would be cute if um, he played Dr. Jeans, would be suited. Okay, perfect. All right. Well,
3: Shelly. All we? righty. I recast Lydia because I
2: thought of this actress The like within the first five minutes when I saw her, and I thought, oh, she'd be great at that role. I pick Amanda. Oh my gosh, save, save frayed. I don't know why my mouth is having a hard time saying that. <laughs> but
0: yeah her her <laughs> and a safe okay cool see.
2: say it again see, see my how, my how mouth I, doesn't say
4: don't... Say that's
0: what I, I said don't know again. if that's right though that's I, I don't know
4: too.
2: why my mouth is like fighting me
0: with that <laughs> Amanda Amanda S so you want it to be Paquin and read so that nobody will be able to pronounce the lead actress <laughs> that's right
3: yes <laughs> Okay,
1: thanks read. So Safe. mine's probably gonna not be a surprise since Eric already said it. <laughs> oh no. I think this is the second time somebody has said one of our recasts. Shelly, I think I might have ruined yes. your recast. Yes, so you did. It's you karma, did. so it's fine. Um, but I mean I went an easy route this week uh with Robert's character, um, with the character of Robert, the husband. I recast him with Colin Farrell. <laughs> Who is Irish? Who is Irish? So he hey, would have there the you have a Scottish accent. <laughs>
4: okay, Takia. I recast Lydia Kate Winslet. That's who she reminded me of right away in her face. And
0: yeah, I'd who, who also played lesbian last year in Ammonite? <laughs> and what's it called? The movie called Ammonite. Okay, I remember that. Um, yes,
4: look just like her. Right right away, like oh, the uh, yeah, the one where she
3: lives right on the ocean and stuff.
0: Yeah, I think she studies geology or something. Yeah, I saw that. I figured, (laughs) I think it's on Hulu. She's a very unhappy person. (laughs) I haven't seen it, but but when I was watching um, this because it was on Hulu. Uh, after it was over i just scrolled down on hulu where it says you might also like and all of those movies i was like well some of these i know ruth is seeing some of them we've watched and it's like and some of them we might expect for future bogeys
3: (laughs) you never know right there's always options (laughs) okay (laughs) so i um so for my pick um annie who played annie her name is lauren lyle Um, she's from Outlander so I thought another actress I like that is on Outlander um, she is a Scottish actress although for her character she plays with she has an American accent but um, her name well her character name is Brianna but um, her real name is Sophie Skelton so I thought she might be neat for kind of somebody different to be in the role she's the lead on Outlander Um, no, she's not the main character, but she's important. She's the uh, daughter of the main character.
0: Um, It's like a wizard that opens the portal in time. (laughs) I haven't seen this show.
3: No, the mom mom does, um, gets through the portal uh, back into. um, (laughs) There is a portal. (laughs) I made that up. You go through the stones.
0: (laughs) Okay. You go through the Um, stones.
3: Okay, everybody, open up your chat. Um, you're going to enter the number and then we'll raise our thumbs when we're ready. And then we will we'll do the countdown. Okay, is everybody ready? Three, two, one, zero. All right, hit enter. Oh, it's a key. You gave
1: this a five? I think I liked it. Like, a no, five. no, you liked it, but you <laughs> gave it a five, meaning it's one of the best movies you've ever seen. It's That's...
4: One of the best... I was thinking about in my top. 20 i enjoy i enjoyed the time period and all that was good oh wow okay Okay. all right can i you want me to read the (laughs)
1: scores yes please shelly thanks all
2: right shelly 2.75 fahad
1: uh sorry 2.75 okay
2: fahad 3.25 Okay. eric 3.25 oh (laughs) eric (laughs) and sorry sorry sorry
1: ruth four and takia five wow this was all over the place um
4: it oh. is
1: all over the place. Eric, it's been a long time, but remember there was a like a time yeah. where you and I had the exact same score for a while. I was just thinking that. <laughs> like at least three consecutive. Yeah. Um we can look at the tableau dashboard. Um this got a total average of 3.65. Oh, that's pretty good. Yeah. That's very good.
3: Well, Thanks I'm happy. You. You. <laughs> well, I'm happy I got to watch it. I felt like it was a lot of Good um things to discuss and um all that. Sure. I really want to go to Scotland too, and I I, not you. during that particular time of the problem. Oh. <laughs> but I would love to see it. <laughs> Byog,
0: bring your own
2: girlfriend. Yes. <laughs> don't abandon maybe, her. Maybe I'll don't, find or don't one, send her to another country.
4: Yeah.
2: <laughs> don't follow. Or maybe I'll find one there. All right. Is it my turn to to pick? Yeah. Okay. I picked a movie that I absolutely love and that none of you all have seen or hadn't seen. I think we took a poll one time and none of you all had seen it. And I'm afraid I'm afraid because my heart will be broken if <laughs> if you all do not like this movie. <laughs> so, I'm going to be brave and I'm going to pick Goodfellas. Oh. Okay, and i'm gonna see if you all like it it is on hbo or it was as of
1: last week oh, this is the one where it might be taken off in the next three days oh no really no oh, no no really? it, it's just at a risk because that happened to shelly last time
3: oh yeah. oh no gosh that's not not
1: good and i do not write fellows, right
0: here's the french poster <laughs> <laughs> Les and franchise <laughs> it sounds <laughs> like french fries or something <laughs> good fellas It is <Les> french fries
3: <laughs> i like french fries
2: so i think this is actually i think our third movie with um what's his
0: name oh robert de niro
2: yeah what was the did, son- was he in midnight run or did i make that up
0: oh yeah midnight run taxi driver and- yeah. Okay.
1: oh yeah wait midnight run taxi driver this yeah okay <laughs> That's just me. Wait, but he was in Spice World, people. I'm just kidding. <laughs> was he? <laughs> no, he wasn't. I'm kidding. <laughs> Otherwise, somebody boy. would have given it a five for the acting.
2: <laughs> uh, uh, uh. <laughs> so there are a lot of great actors.
1: Yeah. Other-
4: yeah. I like Joe Pesci too. Was it
1: Ray Liotta who recently passed away? Yeah,
4: he did. Uh, so. He is gorgeous back in the 90s. Yes.
2: And Ray Liotta was Watch in uh, the B-movie.
1: Oh, wait. Wait a I <laughs> what we were just <laughs> talking about. The B-movie. Ray Liotta's
4: Honey. I watched Joe Pesci recently. And
0: Home Alone. <laughs> and Home Alone 2. So. Yes. Joe Pesci.
2: <laughs> well, we'll have a lot to talk about if you all don't like
3: it. <laughs> yeah, I, I love it. monster movies.
2: I can shame all of you.
0: Oh, I thought you said monster movies. I was like, <laughs> monster. It's good fellas <laughs> not Godzilla. I, I know they look similar. But, but they, well, we don't
1: know. We don't know. None of us have seen it except <laughs> Shelly. It could. Who knows could what be. happened? means? did they turn green?
0: <laughs> Maybe. <In> my, <laughs> you wouldn't like them when they're angry. That's for monster sure. Monster smash. Monster <laughs> smash.
2: <laughs> now, did we do any other of the same director? I'm not going to say his name because I'll
3: mess it up. Wait. Martin Scorsese. Oh, a uh, taxi driver. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, hey. I declared this episode of Old Fogies and Films concluded. Thanks for joining us. You can find us on Facebook and find our list on Letterboxd. Don't forget to leave a comment or review. Everybody say bye. 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 bye.
0: Is Crosby, she, she is the, the host of the documentary about Star Trek conventions. Oh. Billy oh. D. Willy I used
4: to get a mixed up with D. Wallace Stone back in the 90s. <laughs> I can see
1: that, yeah.
0: yeah. They were both in major horror films.
1: Yes. <clears throat> which one was D. Wallace in?
0: Quite a
4: few. I mean, I'm not, I'm just, I, I can't name off the top of my head.
0: Um, the Howling <laughs> Frighteners, which you just saw, Fahad.
4: Pet Cemetery?
0: That's Danny's crosby That's,
4: yeah. uh, <laughs> see? I, I... <laughs> like you said. <laughs> yeah, um Cujo? Who, who's that? You're it's Stone. That's and,
0: and Danny Pentaro from Who's the Boss?
4: Yes, yes.
0: He's got that great line in that movie. Um. How did the monsters get out of my closet?
4: Oh yeah, that was that. They be sad and creepy <laughs> out as
0: a kid. Because you're
1: <laughs> taking too long staying in there. You need to come out of the closet, Danny. But to grow. <laughs> For real. <laughs>